I saved it for big story number three, Josh. But before we hit the top five stories of the day, how are you feeling about the latest Travis Kelsey news? Obviously not a great situation that uh, he's not going to play in the opener and maybe the first couple of games. But, I mean, all in all, feel okay about it because it's not structural damage to the ACL. They don't believe that it's a tear, so that's a good sign. I, I th- Actually, let me rephrase that. They feel like the ACL is intact. Right. So whatever that means. So, but uh, We'll get to that more in depth in a bit. His brother had a comment on it as well. Doesn't sound as though it's season ending. So, yeah, feel okay. I mean, listen. The reality is the most, that's a word I'm looking for, um, irreplaceable player for Kansas City is the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. But for those of us who have to watch them dominate consistently as fans of the AFC West, if you were to chip away, those are two pretty good pieces to take away from the Chiefs. Jones and Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Sure. I mean, your biggest star is not named Patrick Mahomes offensively and defensively. That might be the only thing that stops them this year. All right, um, let's go. It's time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, let's go, man, indeed. Newcastle Casino. Online at newcastlecasino.com. Located on 544 and exit 107. 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat NewcastleCasino.com. Story number five. Number five. All right. New top 25 is out. We opened with this on the show today. If you missed it, we went a little bit more in depth in hour one. I thought Florida State should be the number two team in the country. Why not? Add a little pushback. But uh, here with the AP had Georgia one, Michigan two, Alabama three, Florida State up four spots to number four with Ohio State dropping to five. Florida State was five in the coaches poll, which was the only change Gosh, and they're top seven? LSU dropped all the way to 14 in the coaches' poll. That's exactly where they were in the AP poll. As Oklahoma moves up two spots in each poll, so that's 18th in the AP and 17th in the coaches. Any concerns? Any Anything that uh, – anything else that kind of caught your eye? You know, for Oklahoma, about what you'd suspect, right? A little bit of a bump, but not not a bunch of a bump after playing a team that uh, we just don't know anything about other than we don't think Arkansas State's very good, right? Right. So not a lot of gripes there. Again, uh, I'm like your thought process. Florida State, to me, sure, based on who we think is still pretty good right. in LSU – Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to put them number two, I'd have no beef with that. If you wanted to have a couple of teams leapfrogging in front of Ohio State, I'd have no problem with that. But uh, all in all, it's week one. I don't know that I have uh, wide-ranging frustrations with the poll. Me neither. I don't mind it. The two biggest drops as expected, LSU nine slots in both the AP and the coaches poll. Clemson fell 16 spots to 25. 
in the AP poll in just 12 spots to 21. In the coaches poll, debuting after being unranked, Colorado and Duke. Duke was 24. Colorado was 25. That's in the coaches poll. Colorado was 22nd in the AP. Duke was 21. U.S. LBM coaches poll. Oh, is that the sponsor of it? That's correct. Then why do they have – oh, the AFC is the American Football Coaches Association, right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like understood if it's the coaches poll that the coaches would be a part of? It is a little redundant. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, good. I, polls are out. We're happy. Let's go to big story number four. Number four. There is a lot of talk about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Did you know Josh Helmer? That there are rumors Kyler Murray might not play this year. Hmm. Well, according to goofy Arizona Cardinal coach Jonathan Gannon, uh, here is the reason why for a guy that many are saying might not play this year was actually named a captain. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait for it. Three, two, one. He's a franchise quarterback and everything that I want to – for our captains to be, he demonstrates it. Now, I know, I know, Josh. I know Jonathan Gannon might not necessarily be a dude that kind of would exude confidence for the rest of the team. Ask an Eagles fan. Where's Brian with a Y who's not in Tulsa but is now in Ohio? Ask him about Jonathan Gannon. Ask Eagle fan. And we all saw that very uncomfortable setting whenever he was talking to his team. But they're saying all the right things for a squad that looks like they're Tank City, Tank Tank City right now. You believe that Kyler Murray is uh, done in Arizona and he's played his last game with the Cardinals, or you think he he comes back? I don't know, man. It's just, uh, gosh, tough to imagine him not playing. I think he comes back this year. I would imagine so, too. But – it feels like he's not long for the city, mm-hmm. not long for the franchise. I don't know that he's played his last game there, but I would imagine uh, – I mean, it just feels like they're totally combust this thing up mode. So I can't imagine long-term he's going to be the the quarterback in Arizona, right? If, if their plan is to build around Kyler – They're doing a lousy job of it. They are not, not really making it very confident, are they? It's just – their whole modus operandi. Ah, new new phrase we've used today. It's uh, it's been peculiar, right? You, yeah. you lock up the quarterback long term, and then you start siphoning off every other asset you have. <laughs> Five eight oh Nate, Jonathan Gannon is not goofy. Signed Gallagher. <laughs> oh, he's a weird dude. Maybe Arizona realizes that that top pick in the draft this year is going to be gold, Jerry Gold. And maybe they they want to build around Kyler and see what they can get. I don't. It doesn't seem likely. It's a new GM, a new regime. I think they want to go get Caleb Williams and build around him. Sure. That's what this seems like. They want to make their own mark. (laughs) On cue. On cue. I don't even take that. What that dude says more to, more to be true than I can pass a math final. Uh, Are you good at math? 
I don't think – I think what Brian with a Y is saying is he's not very good at math. A lot on Kyler. I really find myself rooting for Tampa this year. I want to see Baker do well. I really do. And I, I, I'm sure there's got to be a little bit of back to the pack somewhat for, for Philadelphia. But, man, they went out and they got some dudes on that defense. So, is there like a party going on? Yeah, they're bringing magazines in. Oh, the football preview. 5,000 freaking words on the Sooners. Check it out. Chucking it into that wall, baby, like they mean business. All right, still in the NFL. Big story number three. Number three. All right, let's go a little bit more in depth. Here is the reporting of it yesterday when, or I guess, yeah, yesterday, when Andy Reid dropped this after practice. As far as injuries go, uh, Kels hyperextended his knee today, so uh, we'll just see how he does um, going forward. I do appreciate that Andy Reid uses the proper pronunciation of Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kels, uh, hyperextension, yeah, we'll see what happens. Is that one of the old, still, it's one of my favorite moments. Travis Kelsey's like, yeah, you know, my name's Kels. You guys have been pronouncing it wrong. It's like, okay, that's great, Travis Kelsey. Tell me a little bit about, <laughs> it's almost like it just doesn't matter. So there's a little bit more to this. Jason Kelsey. Kels. <laughs> Travis's brother got an update this morning on WIP. And in his update, we actually learned that apparently Jason Kelsey is dealing with something as well. And how's your brother doing? I mean, getting banged up this week with his knee in yeah. Kansas City. How is he? I talked to him yesterday, and I've done the same thing. You know, you, you, you just plant or, you know, you do something and your knee hyperextends. I mean, I'm being truthful. The last time I did this, I was making a bonfire outside, and I, was, I, thought, I thought I was strong enough to kick a piece of wood in half, and I hyperextended my knee and did the same thing, bone bruise. Oh, no. So, um, you know. I don't recall you missing any time for that, Jason. No, no. It was in the middle of the season, but my knee did swell up. And I was like, man, that was the dumbest thing I've done in a long time. But, um, yeah, Trav, this was out on the field. He did uh, – I know he's got some swelling going on. Uh, but as lo- it sounds like as long as they can get that down, yeah. um, you know, he- he's going to have a chance to go. The ligaments and everything are intact structurally. Uh, from what we know right now, uh, his knee's fine. So, really, it's about getting that swelling down and then seeing how bruised that bone is. Because, you know, if you-, if you guys have ever had those, they can be yeah. pretty painful, especially if it's in a spot that's rubbing – all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, and that can kind of shut down your muscles and do other things. But I think he's going to be good to go. Yeah, he shouldn't play tomorrow. That is no need. That is some incredible inside information, though. Jason Kels is just giving away there. Uh, why is he kicking logs? <laughs> but okay, as somebody who sets a lot of fires, you might have a log that's down. You just kind of start, you know, booting it along to try to get closer to the fire after you drop some of your. Twigs and branches and firewood. Well, it sounds like he, he said he was trying to break it in half, didn't he? Guilty of that, too. Sometimes it's just, you know, you look at it and it's like, oh, I can snap that thing. <laughs> Apparently he can. Which, you know, for him, he probably typically he can. In other words, he should be much better, better at it than I am. Um, can, can I get a couple of other NFL things in here just real quick? You may. Did you happen to watch Hard Knocks last night? I did not. 
Okay. What what did I miss? Did Aaron Rodgers go postal? No. A- Aaron Rodgers has been everything we, we thought he wasn't going to be in hard knocks. He's been pleasant. Including this, which is from draft night. So we're taking you back. And I apologize for the music. It's whoever does the audio mix at HBO. Y'all calm down on the music in the background. We get it. We had this great dinner at his house in Jersey. I was making my way to bed. I had like a 5 a.m. wake up. Uh, and I was, I was getting down to bed. I heard this alarm in the distance going off. And it just didn't seem like normal when I heard some rustling downstairs. So I got up, walked downstairs. It was a beautiful night. Steve and his brother and I walked outside. And up in the clouds, you know, we, we heard this sound and we saw this tremendously large object moving through the sky. And it was like a scene out of Independence Day when uh, the ships are coming into the atmosphere and they're creating this, like, uh, kind of explosion-type fire in the sky. We just saw this incredibly large object and froze, as anybody would, because we you know what the hell was going on and eventually it went out of sight and nobody said a word. We just stood frozen, the three of us, on the front stoop of of Steve's house. And about 30 seconds later, we heard the real recognizable sound of fighter jets going that seemed to be chasing this object. And again, we just stood there in just disbelief for another few minutes, nobody said a word. And then we all kind of looked at each other like, did we just see what we think we just saw? (laughs) What was that? Eventually, you know, 20 minutes later, we kind of wound down a little bit, went back to bed, and then you're still not really sleeping. You just experienced this bizarre experience. We looked in the papers and and online the next few days, and there was nothing about it. That got me into researching more about UFOs. But yeah, Steve and I, uh, great friends, teammates, and also witnessed whatever the hell it was, I don't know. But it was definitely unidentified, it was definitely flying, it was definitely a large object. Wow. You know, there are among us. You know what's funny? I just got to say. <laughs> it was right during the, the closing scenes where it's like dudes are getting cut and dudes are making the team. And then all of a sudden it's like, and here's an Aaron Rodgers UFO story. And here's Aaron Rodgers' latest uh, psychedelic trip. What? <laughs> so apparently this took place, I mentioned on his draft night. It was the draft weekend of 2005. And the buddy, Steve, that he's talking about is Steve Levy who was one of his Cal teammates. Not the ESPN Steve Levy. Yeah, th- thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I try to stay off the text line during the top five stories of the day because it can be a distraction when things are going on. <laughs> but here are three that just roll right in. Uh, this from Sugar Shane. That boy needs to lay off the peyote. <laughs> Loco, Ohio. Those are some good shrooms. <laughs> it seems like it. And then Coy writes, the music in the background is making it sound like it's one of those mystery shows. I know. It was hard knocks. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that part, too, where he said, and at Steve's house. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at Steve's house. and I, you know, I feel I'm. Mean, if we had aliens, they've already taken over by now. To serve man. But anyway. that's exactly what an alien would say. That's Frank. what they would say. They would want to fool you into developing all of these new, I guess, advancements in technology so they can steal them and take them back to their home planet. 
Aaron Rodgers UFO. There is nothing more fitting to this offseason than to put a wrap on hard knocks with a freaking Aaron Rodgers UFO story. Is he just messing with everyone? I think he is, man. I honestly do. I think he's reached the point to where, bro, they think I'm so crazy. I'm just going to start making stuff up. And I bet there's nothing that can stop us. All right, I think that's it for the uh, I think that's it for the NFL. Any other NFL notes? No, I, I don't know how that could be top. No, so let's get back to college football. Big story number two. Number two. All right. Um, Brent Venables held his press conference yesterday. We spent the first part of the 10 o'clock hour recapping things. Uh, Coach gave a, an opening statement, which talked a little bit about the opponent on Saturday, SMU. Got a really good, strong SMU team coming in here uh, this weekend. Uh, really looking forward to a, a challenge that they they uh, bring to the table. They've got – it's a veteran football team. They've got give or take 14, 15 seniors starting on uh, defense and offense, so very experienced football team. They've done a great job uh, in just a short amount of time. Uh, know Rhett Lashley really well, and everywhere he's been, he's had great success. Uh, Obviously, on the offensive side of the ball as a coordinator, and he's done a great job here in a short amount of time with uh, SMU. They've recruited well, have uh, really attacked the portal, have um, uh, excellent skill guys uh, on offense that they've uh, been able to develop and, and again, have uh, uh, recruited in the transfer portal. L.J. Johnson, um, Texas A&M running back, and... Uh, uh, Jalen Knighton from uh, from Miami are, are two guys in particular uh, in the backfield that are really explosive players, highly recruited guys, uh, done a great job. They've got a you know, really good depth at receiver and uh, big, long tight ends. Quarterback Preston Stone is somebody have a little bit of familiarity. Uh, had recruited him when, uh, when I was at Clemson. Really um, excellent player, can run and uh, throws with great accuracy. Uh, really good, strong poise. Defense played really well for them a week ago. Uh, really got after uh, their front seven. Really got after Louisiana Tech. Had six sacks and uh, doing a lot of really good things. They're coming in here with a lot of confidence. Um, uh, kind of like us coming off of our game. And, you know, great confidence from a lot of hard work that our guys have put in. And, uh, and again, it's going to be a great challenge. Five o'clock, stripe the stadium game uh, for our fans. Uh, be a, a great opportunity for us to see a different style of offense, and again, a, a really aggressive defense as we develop our team for for the season. So, a defense, an offense that you'll see more of, right? You're going to see more of an SMU type offense throughout the year. You mean like a, a good one? A, a good one, yeah. <laughs> Here's the injury update now. Again, the question is, any updates from post-game Saturday night? Any new word on the injured players? Yeah, don't know anything um, different um, uh, today. Don't have any idea uh, whether or not those guys will be available. Uh, Desan, uh, we worried initially it might be a, a high sprain component. Doesn't look like that's the case at all. And, uh, and Drake was ready to go back in the game uh, on Saturday. Did you say Davis? Davis yeah. Um, yeah, he might be uh, another week or so. He's, it's really uh, the issue for him is uh, ankle sprain, uh, probably a high component there. Somebody 
two things off that uh, from the 918. See, well, we cannot leave the text line up during the top five stories of the day. Let's give Sawchuck the carries. He's the home run threat. Got to get healthy. I love that that text, by the way, was interspersed between all of the aliens are among us and real and Aaron Rodgers is on peyote. Fantastic, right? It's like right smack dab in the middle of that was, hey, feed Gavin Sawchuck the football. Yeah, fantastic. Someone is like, good, General Booty needs to be. Oh, here you go. I'm glad to finally see General Booty Saturday. He needs to be third string. It's from Sooner Dan and Enid. Sooner Dan and Enid, you could not be further from the truth, my man. Just let's hope we never get to the point where a third string quarterback needs to play. But, yeah, yeah, I don't. That's that. What's What do the kids say nowadays? That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't true. <laughs> that ain't it. All right. Um, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. So let's get a break and let's come back. Big story number one is the report, the meeting, everything that took place today, unveiling a new plan for an entertainment district, including a, multi- a multi-purpose entertainment center that would also serve as the home of the OU men's and women's basketball team in Norman. The proposed development is off I-35 and West Rock Creek Road up to the Max Westheimer Airport and West Tecumseh Road. So a new area. A new I, area. I like the area they've oh, chosen. I do too a lot. We'll talk about it next and give you the details right here on The Ref. All right, have you had a chance to look through all the deets, all of the ins and outs? Of the new entertainment district? No, but uh, I think uh, if you just lay them out for me, I can can riff off. I've seen, you know, obviously quite a few. Here's the fact sheet that they sent out. Just so we can all have a better understanding of what this looks like. I think the most important thing that needs to be mentioned is 80% of this. Private. Is paid through private funds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's huge. I mean, that's just. That's massive. Well, it means, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you see the price tag, mm-hmm. and that freaks some people out, right? I mean, let's just you call it what one it is. billion. Yeah. One, one billion dollars. You see that, <laughs> and people freak out a little bit. But when you find out that 80% has already been privately funded, okay, well, now we're talking a little bit. Team Norman and city leaders announced plans for a $1 billion entertainment district. The proposed location is planned at Rock Creek Road and 24th Avenue Northwest. And the most important thing, 80% of the plan's $1 billion will be covered through private funds, including an investment by the University of Oklahoma, which is massive because this could become the new home. This would become the new home of OU men's and women's basketball and women's gymnastics. That's so exciting to think about the possibility of that. If... It passes by the end of 2023. The arena could be ready to roll in 2026. None of the funds are planned to come from the city or general funds. Taxpayers would be axed, axed, asked to <laughs> Let's fund. Hope they don't get axed. I hope not. To fund 27 million and an eventual passing vote in Norman City's council. Let's seal the deal. But 80, 80% private funded, man, that's massive. That is massive.
The multi-purpose venue would host concerts and shows as well as OU hoops and women's gymnastics meets, while the university would be the facility's anchor tenant. OU would only use 28% of its availability. Which, again, gets back to this is not – and it is. I don't want to twist it and say that it's not huge for Oklahoma men's and women's basketball or women's gymnastics as you know anchor tenants. It's gigantic for those programs, right? Mm-hmm. But this is much, much larger than Oklahoma men's and women's basketball and Oklahoma women's gymnastics. No. Think bigger picture than that for the city of Norman. In December of last year, Team Norman and OU Athletics revived conversations – about a possible entertainment district that included a new arena for OU Athletics. It's This has got to happen. Right. It's, it's a must get done. You know what? Uh, I just – Councilman Holtman just texted me. Maybe maybe tomorrow we can get him on? Sure. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, John Hoover is going to come on with us tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I, I was just – I was sitting at the post-game presser Saturday night – and I was talking to, you know, James was behind me, John. We're just waiting for coach. And I was like, you're not on, you're not doing any radio right now, are you? And he's like, no. So we, uh, he's come. Well, I, nice. I guess it was in my mind. And then I texted him yesterday. I think I had a lot of conversations with people in my mind. I was like gone. <laughs> We're learning a lot about you. This I'm, I'm talking to myself a lot. Um, now you might say to yourself, haven't we done this before, Plank? Haven't we done this before, Josh? You would be right. 2017, the project to create a similar entertainment district that would house OU basketball and other amenities. But that was at a different area. Tecumseh Rock Creek Roads in the University North Park area. Um, this is different. This is a little bit of a different area. Not too much, but this is... West Rock Creek Road, Max Westheimer Airport, and Tecumseh. I, I wish I could hit that video button so you could all see how this area is laid out. Right off I-35, man. Which is a key, key component. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, the, was, that was a must in that regard. Remember, we've got a new event center, athletic center that's opening with Trey Young and his family, the Young Family Athletic Center, which is awesome. It's pretty cool. But I like it. Um, that that 2017 proposal didn't have – I don't think OU publicly took a side on this, right? I think it was very much a city push, and it was very conflicted. But like I said, I, I was a part – of several failed attempts in Tulsa to get a downtown arena built. Tulsa Project is a great example. Um, back in 1997. And we pushed and we pushed, and it, it just didn't get passed. And then you fast forward, what, about eight years? And they finally realized we need an arena. And look what it's done for Tulsa since. But we're on team let's do this. Just kind of – if – if you have any doubt in your mind which side we're on, that's where Josh and I fall. I don't want to speak for you, but no, uh, yeah, it seems absolutely. awesome. Seems awesome. The uh, mayor, I still can't say the mayor's last name. 
Heikla was asked why 8,000 instead of 12,000. said, quote, that's because we did studies and sat down and figured out what the optimum size was. We want this to be an experience. This has to be something like when you go to a Thunder game, which is stinking noisy. <laughs> I understand that. We want that kind of experience. I mean, there's so many cool things that could happen inside there. A lot of questions about what happened, what would happen to the Lloyd Noble Center. I don't know. I think it would. They're not it, getting rid of it. It's not going to go away. That's for certain. Softball parking. <laughs> I, women's gymnastics needs a, and men and women's gymnastics are in the same building. Maybe it becomes a home for one of them. I don't know. Because we're under- I, several had asked about it. I don't know. Men's gymnastics, right? We're on, under the understanding is is not would not come to this performance center. They're not listed here. I think they're pretty happy. I think you know the last time I saw Coach Williams, I was talking in the middle of his backswing and hitting his golf ball while he was trying to play a very quiet, calm final two holes. <laughs> when I jumped in with them, how dare you? But they seem pretty happy. They seem pretty happy about McCaslin. I think it's worked out pretty well for them. Oh, here's another one. Another one. Uh, students won't be able to just walk to the arena, to which I don't know how many of them actually walk over to the arena now. I mean, yeah, and and shuttles can be arranged. That that can all be figured out. Absolutely. All right, quick break. Eleven thirty-seven. If you guys want any more details, uh, hit us up on the text line. We'll try to hammer them home. Or you can call us at 405-329-9000. But we got the best of the text coming up next right here on The Ref. This is really good. This is really good. Kenneth Myers Chevrolet text line. I want to hit as many as we can before we get to the, the final thought. Brought to you by Primrose, 405-321-6000. Call Roger. Start the planning today. Plank's final thought. Plank and Josh's. There's no just me anymore. I've got to work on my retirement plan, man. I gotta be done by like forty nine, right? <laughs> that's a that's a ways in the distance. All right, all right, listen, let's go ahead and get a couple of thoughts on this. Jesse G, and it's funny because Jesse sends this text, and it's exactly what Mark Desher at OU Photo Guy came in and said during the break, which I find fantastic. Jesse writes, "You get all that future tax revenue." And you only have to pay 20 cents on the dollar? An absolute no-brainer. Yeah. 80% of this is privately funded. And, and yes, true sooner, OU is, OU is chipping in more than $2,500. In fact, from my understanding, it is a significant amount of money that OU is chipping in. Yeah, it's a legitimate chunk. Because it's more than just an arena. It's, it's, it's an entertainment district where when Alabama fans come to town and Georgia fans come to town, we got to be more diverse in our options here in Norman. I did learn, and I didn't know this, that University North Park is the most, what was the term that was used as far as? It's got the highest volume of cash and yeah, shopping in the state. Now, is it as tight as Utica Square where you can walk around? No. But it's pretty awesome, man. I'm a big University of North Park fan. 
I mean, listen, we got to do something about the exit from Target and, and, and people not understanding the rules there. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm you not know, complaining. Really, in retrospect, if they could have made it three went, three lanes both ways. <laughs> yes, that would have been nice. But uh, hideaway over there. I mean, come on. Anytime you can get to a TJ Maxx, you got to do it. They uh, they nailed it outside of, again, yeah, if the, there was just maybe one more lane both sides. I don't even know if they knew how big of a hit University North Park was going to be. No, it's, it's amazing. The 918 asks a good question. Wouldn't an off-campus arena hurt student attendance at basketball games? Hopefully uh, we're about to find out. Yeah, I mean – are we really turning away students at the door with the campus, with, a, with an arena that's on campus? No. I think the reality is you're doing more for the – yeah, Josh, you hit it during the uh, last segment. You could have shuttles, buses. I mean, there's a way to make gonna, sure the kids get there. Yeah, they're going to do their best, put their best foot forward to make it easy on students to get there and for alumni for folks in the Oklahoma City uh, you know downtown area Mustang Yukon Edmond this well and especially Edmond uh th- this is convenient right right off the Super highway it's going to be it's just going to make more sense by the way I keep saying different location I should say bigger location uh, at OU photo guy made sure that I got that right bigger location larger area that it's dealing with. Well, it's an entertainment district. And then uh, let's see, two more on this. Just two more quick ones, and we'll get back to football. The LNC would turn into a premier pickleball venue. Still haven't got in on the pickleball craze, Josh Hamel, uh, Josh Helmer. Have you ever played? No, I have not, but uh, it appears to be fun. Me neither. One person who I can't stand is always talking about pickleball. So, so that sort of turns you so off. So it's automatically, it. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. This guy is in on it. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a bad start. And then the uh, our buddy Derek in the 405. I-35 and Tecumseh is much better for those of us on the north side in Edmond and would allow us to make some midweek games again. It's not that far from there to the LNC distance-wise, but it's a good – 20 minutes in traffic and that makes all the difference in the world for a seven o'clock tip here's a good point from sooner ryan a lot of students live in that area now <laughs> agreed you know i mean for for folks that are doing the students that are doing the off-campus mm-hmm. living i mean it might actually be more convenient for a nice uh you know subset of the population drew from flower mound writes as we get back to football i was on this text line beating the drum that florida state would beat lsu i feel like a genius you should you should i don't know if i was all in on florida state beating lsu or not we never did picks last week which i'm fine with we had to get uh, I went our feet six and wet. we had to get our feet wet the four smash mouth sooner writes i think patty deserves her own pat signal installed in norman that she can turn on Every time she lands another elite player. That would be awesome. Instead of bat signal, the patty signal. Guys, thoughts on what happens to the LNC if the proposal happens? I don't really have a thought. Like anything multi-use facility? I mean, I would imagine. Would Oklahoma still practice there? 
they're not going to tear it down, bro. They spent too much money on those practice courts. So, well, yeah, you still need practice facilities on campus. And the training centers attached now. Those are state-of-the-art, by the way. They look awesome. So, yeah, they're still going to use it. And th- I guess the shortest answer to that is, I mean, probably that's not totally decided yet, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of uncertain. Oh, gosh, there's two other really good ones here, and I want to get them in quick. Uh, true sooner. I just want Love's Field to hold three to 4,000. Agreed. 5808. Is Bo Nix older than Dan Lanning yet? Maybe. Sooner, Dougie. We need Colorado to win this weekend for recruiting reasons. We've heard that a lot today when I brought up, man, I'd like to see Nebraska beat him. And everyone's like, no! Scope buffs! No! And then this, uh, the Sooner Andy. I agree with the more intimate arena at 8K. I'm not sure if true, but I thought season ticket holders push close to that number. So it would leave little available for the general public. Heard issue is season ticket holders, many corporate don't attend. That is true. OU won't want that small of an arena because they want season ticket revenue. Can you or Josh confirm this is accurate? Oh, I mean, those are all easily, what's the word I'm looking for? Easily adjustable. Like if you're concerned over the amount of corporate tickets and people that aren't using them, well, when you make your arena more intimate, it's like, Okay, so instead of the 20 that you get, you're going to get 10. You know, it's just, I, I feel like there's workarounds there. Yeah, you find ways to set aside tickets for the general public. And then before the final thought, did I only say one more? Uh, would you say this last Saturday, boys, was the most ready we've looked in an opening game in a while? That's from the 281. How many times have we come in here on a wiped Wednesday? after an opening game, and we've had to fight with you to move on. It's happened before, man. Peace and love. I mean, y'all remember Tulane? That was not necessarily a very fun Monday. No. After that Tulane game in 2021. I mean, uh, I guess we could go back to 2020 and say, well, I mean, Missouri State, they looked pretty good in that game, but, I mean, Missouri State was, wasn't and isn't even a D1 school. But, yeah, there's been a lot of times, a lot of times where you come in. You're right. This team looked ready. Final thought brought to you by Primrose next on The Ref. All right. Uh, final thought brought to you by Primrose Funeral Home. Um, 405-321-6000. Call Roger. Plan. Get ahead of the game. So our final thought. So recapping a few things we talked about today. Number one, $1 billion for an, a Norman Entertainment District to be funded 80% privately. I, I, don't, I don't know if you could ask for a better deal. But I'm sure there'll be people that complain. I'm sure of it. Brent Venables was asked during his press conference about Calvin Thibodeau. Final thought. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to see Tibbs back. But I thought it was a good question. I, I can't remember who asked it. So what was that conversation like when you came in? Was it just known that Todd Bates was going to be the guy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I was just upfront and honest. Uh, love Calvin and uh, appreciate everything he did. Uh, here's a Sooner. He's always a Sooner. Great Sooner. Uh, I let him know. Uh, immediately that uh, I'm certainly would consider, but I've I've got a um, uh, you know I've offered the job 
you know, to uh, to someone else, and I'm going to give him an opportunity to take it uh, before I, you know, move forward. But they uh, obviously had a great relationship. Yeah, he was just always ready. He had a, you know, he valued his role. Uh, he was always ready, a great teammate, practiced hard, um, made plays within the system, smart guy. Uh, just, you know, enjoy the coach. And then a final thought. The king of petty. Texas fan, Alabama fan. The Tide kept the receipts. Last year, there isn't a rule in the Big 12 that says you have to seat the opposing teams in your lower bowl. There is a rule in the SEC, though. But since Texas isn't in the SEC yet this weekend, Alabama will be booting the Texas ticket allotment and the Texas band to the upper deck, which is where Alabama was going to be sent last year when they went to Texas. Quote Greg Byrne, we are able to reciprocate a similar seating arrangement to what we had last year in Austin. I got to be honest with you. I feel like this is, be- I'll have to ask Brian Britt. I feel like this has become a new thing with putting the opposing team's bands up in the upper deck because we've seen it uh, a lot. I mean, TCU did it to us last year. Alabama chose not to send their band due to the seating information last year. Texas will be sending a smaller version, and they will be sat in the upper deck as well. Uh, 5,000 total tickets to Texas fans as part of this deal. And all of them will be in the upper deck, just like Texas did Alabama. (sighs) Patty, 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 you got to love it. Final word, final thought. Primrose Funeral Home, 405-321-6000. Call Roger today. Josh, have a great rest of your Wednesday. You too, my friend. We'll see you guys from Caven's Group tomorrow. Steel Man and Thune at noon are next right here on The Rest.